Our first reading is from John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. And if you'd like to follow along, it's printed on the back of your bulletin announcements. In preparation to hear these words, let us turn our hearts in prayer. Holy God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for these ancient words and for the lives of those who carried them down throughout the ages. We ask that you would open our hearts and our minds that we might hear a word from you this day. Amen. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the sovereignty of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Here ends our reading. Continuing on with John 3. Nicodemus said to Jesus, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who has descended from heaven, the Son of Humanity. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Humanity be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that the only Son was given, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, 
but in order that the world might be saved through him. Here ends the gospel reading. When have you had to start over in your life? And what did this require of you? One of my starting over stories took place when I was a piano major at San Francisco State University. It was my very first lesson with my brand new teacher, Mr. Vanderkamp, and I was nervous and excited. Excited to show him what I could do. Because even though this is my first lesson with him, I had had over a decade of piano lessons. Thanks, Mom. Um, with other teachers. And I was one of those very diligent and serious music students, even as a child. Nobody had to tell me to practice the piano. I just wanted to. I was motivated to get better. In fact, one childhood story of mine is that whenever I needed to be disciplined as a child, my punishment was that I was not allowed to practice the piano. <laughs> which goes to show you what a nerdy child I was. <laughs> so here I am, 18 years old, with Mr. Vanderkamp on my very first lesson, pretty sure of my skills, pretty sure that I was up for the rigors of, of, of music school, and I, I played this Bach piece, and even though I knew I wasn't Van Cliburn, I was satisfied, you know, it was pretty good. And then I wait for Mr. Vanderkamp to say something. <clears throat> I wait for him to tell me how good I was, how gifted, how talented. But he didn't say that. He said something like this. Sharon, your playing is acceptable. Ouch. <laughs> your skills have gotten you to a certain level. But I have to say, if you want to progress beyond this, if you want to play with freedom, you need a whole different starting place. You need a whole different mindset as a musician. I cannot help you build on what you presently have. So, you have a decision to make. If you want to go forward with me as your teacher, next week you're going to start all over with the piano. And that means we're going to set aside Bach and Beethoven for a while and begin at the beginning. You'll learn the C scale and play it one hand at a time, slowly, for a few weeks. <sighs> yeah, you're getting it. You're getting this. This experience has been a kind of parable for me, a very humbling one but useful and valuable for what it's given me, which is this lesson. New beginnings often require a kind of death, an unlearning, a surrender of what we've understood and value, valued in order to embrace what's new. It's an awkward journey. And speaking of awkward, this brings us to Nicodemus. My guess is that he is not one of our favorite Bible characters. <laughs> he is not lovable like Zacchaeus 
or transformed in this really obvious way, like the Samaritan woman, who we will hear about next week. Nicodemus is, he's just clueless. He doesn't get it, but he doesn't know he doesn't get it because he assumes he gets it or feels the need to look like he gets it, which is an occupational hazard for us pastors, too. He is the patron saint of bewilderment. And we know this because he says really dumb things like that whole business about climbing back into his mother's womb, which is unfortunately what you get when a man discusses pregnancy. (laughs) It is never a good look. Plus, he's a Pharisee. Mm. Part of the religious establishment. These are the folks who know the Torah inside and out, but who have a hard time seeing the actual people right in front of them. Who can recite each of the 613 commandments, but struggle to name what the aim of all of these commandments are, which is love. When Jesus had trouble with people in the gospel, it was usually these people. Saying things about them like, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. But here Nicodemus is, coming to Jesus at night, somehow drawn to the light, but not quite ready to leave the shadows. I think he comes to Jesus sort of the... Um, like how I came to my first lesson with Mr. Vanderkamp, ready to be affirmed, eager to please Jesus with what he already knows. He doesn't come with questions for Jesus. He doesn't really bring curiosity. Rather, it seems he's more prepared to have his assumptions confirmed. So he says to Jesus, we know telltale sign. We know that you are a teacher who comes from God because we've seen those things that you do and we know those have to be from God. Now, it would have been much, uh, so much easier if Jesus could just say, nailed it, Nicodemus, because he did, and then just move on. But Jesus' response is so beyond Nicodemus. It is way, way beyond his flat and literal understanding. Nicodemus cannot grasp what Jesus is about to say to him. It's something he can only receive as a gift. Do you want to see God's realm, Jesus asks? You must be born from above. You need a whole different starting place. Your old mindset and your old habits don't fit the new world that God is birthing. Jesus speaks to Nicodemus of God's powerful life force as the very source of this new birth. God's pneuma, the breath and wind and spirit of God, so wild and uncontained and free that you don't know where it comes from or where it's going. And you know what? 
This just blows right by him. Nicodemus doesn't understand, and he knows he doesn't understand. And that's how it seems he will begin to understand. His question, how can this be, is that tiny little seed of faith that can grow as he listens to the word he does not yet comprehend. His bewilderment before Jesus is a very hopeful sign that new birth in a new realm is entirely possible. Now, there are times when we know, when what we know and what we've experienced as human beings and as disciples are exactly what we need to take another step in our journey in life. And it's so beautiful when it works that way, right? Maybe you've experienced this relationally or professionally. Um, God has so prepared you and gifted you to move forward in this very straight-ahead way. But there are other times, also beautiful but harder to see, when to move forward, we need to let go of some precious things, precious things that we've held and things that have held us. One theologian I read this week called this being disrupted into our destiny. God allows for this sometimes, to be disrupted into our destiny. Don't count on God to be reliably predictable. We cannot make an idol stability. God is spirit and breathes life in us, and often this life comes in the form of new questions. Unexpected gifts that come out of unexpected losses and our own bewilderment. This is what being born from above looks like. It looks like Abraham and Sarah, old and barren, way past their prime, being blown by the spirit from the land of Ur to an unknown territory, beginning again because of a promise. It looks like the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus. Another Pharisee, blinded, knocked down by the voice of Jesus, disrupted into a destiny he could not have imagined. It looks like the members of Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston, South Carolina, who welcomed into their prayer service a man a white supremacist who murdered nine of their members, whom they later, still in their grief, forgave. How does this painful loss turn into this kind of grace? This has to be the Spirit of God. New birth also looks like you, the congregation of Seventh Avenue Presbyterian Church in the midst of a major transition, as you say goodbye and release into God's blessing your pastor of over 29 years. You are full of questions about the future, baffled, but nevertheless open to how you too will receive newness from God, how endings will become beginnings for you. 
I am also hearing this word for myself. I have spent much of my life as a pastor, not quite the 30 years, but yeah, more like 15, as a pastor trying to get it right. Probably like my friend Nicodemus, trying to be everything the congregation needed me to be. I actually thought that that was what God wanted. Having answers, exceeding expectations, including my own. Never falling down, never asking for help, never failing the church, which is humanly impossible. Not to mention prideful. As much as I have made this a goal, I have come to see it was never the goal. And I'm having to unlearn this way of life. Unlearn this by what seems lately like me kind of coming undone. Losing control. It's messy and it's awkward and it sometimes hurts learning to be human. It hurts to surrender treasured things. But who knows if this is just the way I am getting reborn. For God so loved the world that the only Son was given so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have eternal life. Good news, my friends. We can begin again. We needn't rely on the old scripts. Listen to the word that God has spoken. Listen for the word that doesn't just confirm your assumptions, but that makes you new. For blessed are the baffled ones. Blessed are those who are unlearning habits of fear. Blessed are you who are being made new according to God's love. Amen.